Something that's been going through my mind, I know that beans and all of those things, uh, the harvest time is around 60 days. And it's been around 60 days, <laughs> and I'm expecting a harvest. I'm telling you, I'm ex- I don't know what you, I, I, we, I can have church by myself today. Because I came today expecting, I came expecting. I want you to turn in your word to John chapter 5, be verses 1 through 15. But I'm so thankful with a gut, uh, for a, uh, a judge that had some sense. I'm not going to harp on the political views. I want to tell you something. Instead of talking about Roy Cooper, pray for him. Instead of destroying the man, pray for it. Pray for him. Pray for him. I'm not saying you have to agree with him, but pray for him. So just lift him up. Anyway, 55 days, some said it's been 55 days since we came together corporately in here. I know we've been meeting in the parking lot and, and other places, but 55 days is quite some time. We typically have something going on here every day of the week, almost, it seems. And for 55 days, it's been summer, myself, and a handful of people in and out doing things. And uh, I have longed for this day, and I, man, <laughs> what a good time. What a good time. But it's been six weeks since we've had service in here. And I know a lot has changed. A lot, a lot looks different and, and all of those things. And there's things that will continue to change. And, and we're not here to talk about the building. We're here to, to lift up the name of Jesus. But we don't, we don't take light again, uh, make light of what has happened, what has taken place, this pandemic, this virus. We don't make light of that. And, and those that have been affected by it, and even those that have lost loved ones to, to this, we, our thoughts and prayers go out to them. But where, wherever you find yourself today in here, or, or, or watching, or will watch, wherever you find yourself today, broken it may be, or, or, or disgruntled, or you could be angry, or worried, or, or stressed, or, or desperate, I had again, I, 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 I presented it to you a while ago. I've got one question for you. Will you be made whole? Because the fact of the matter is that many people have lost their jobs. A lot have taken pay cuts. They may be working, but they're working for less than what they were working before. They've taken pay cuts, and they've done whatever, and they're doing whatever, and they worry about things, and that's natural, and it comes with the territory. But in John chapter 5, verses 1 through 15, we read and, and we find a, a peculiar situation. And, and we read, and it begins with verse 1, and it says, After this there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, blind, halt, and withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down to a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first after the troubling of the water stepped in was made whole and whatsoever disease he had. Of whatsoever disease he had. And a certain man was there which had infirmity 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying, he knew he had been now for a long time in that case. And he said to him, and I believe this with all that's within me, asking you the same thing today, will you be made whole? The impotent man answered him, and he said, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool, but while I'm coming, another steps down before me. Jesus said unto him, Rise, take up your bed, and walk. 
And immediately the man was made whole. He took up his bed and he walked. And on the same day was the Sabbath. The Jews therefore said unto him, Who was cured? It's the Sabbath day. It's not lawful for you to carry your bed. He answered him and he said, who, is, who has made he who has made me whole? The same said unto me, Take up your bed and walk. And then they answered him, then, uh, then answered they him, What man is that which said unto you, Take up your bed and walk? And he who was healed knew not who it was. For Jesus had not conveyed himself away, a multitude being in that place. Afterward Jesus finds him, finds him in the temple, and he said unto him, Behold, you are made whole. Sin no more, lest the worst thing come unto you. The man departed, and he told the Jews, It was Jesus which made him whole. <laughs> it was Jesus who saved your soul. It was Jesus who makes you whole. It is G it's all about Him. It's all, listen, I don't know why we're preaching politics and why we're talking about this and that and we're talking about denominations and what color. It's only about Jesus because it is Jesus who changed my life. That's who's going to change your life. I'm about to hit fourth gear before I hit first. Let me slow down. I don't know why I got a suit, though. I know where, it's been six weeks. I like blue jeans, cowboy boots, and a t-shirt a lot better. I can promise you that. And yes, I didn't lose my mind. I shaved my head, and I'm going to shave it again because I just like it. It's easier. Saves on shampoo. Some don't like it, but it's okay. Matthew Nisa, a fine brother in New Boston, Texas, always joins me, and he, he told me this morning, he said, I like your recruit haircut. Don't worry, it'll grow back. Matthew Nice, if you watch this, I'm going to shave it again just for you. <laughs> so anyway, the, the context here is when, the, when Jesus returns to Jerusalem, and it, it's after spending time in the regions of Galilee, he returns to Jerusalem. He had already began to demonstrate who he was as the Son of God. He began to, uh, to, to reveal his identity as the Son of God in human flesh. And in Cana... He turned water into wine at the request of his mother. And you, and you, can, and, and you read that. And then, he, and then uh, he cast out the money changers and the dove sailor, sellers out of the temple. And then while in Jerusalem, he revealed himself to Nicodemus. And he began to move in a mighty way. And, and, and things were happening and people were talking and they were following him. And listen, anytime Jesus is, is, is in the house... There's a noise abroad. Anytime the Lord is moving and, and things are happening, people are talking, and that, that's not always a good thing. But for most of the part, it is. Now, I love to, to, to how Brother Larson puts it. You want to know where a church is that is on fire, the Holy Spirit's moving, lives are being changed, souls are being saved. Don't ask the church folks. Go ask the sinners. Go ask those that are being delivered from, from drugs and, and all of those things. They'll tell you where it's at because I want to tell you, it's the Holy Spirit that drew you here today. Oh, no, 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 no. I came because we get to come in the house. No, you came because the Holy Spirit drew you here. And He's continuing to draw us. So then on His way to Samaria, He, he stopped and he, he, he revealed Himself to a sinful woman at the well. And the result was all that, the, that all 
people believe. We like to talk about the woman's sin. Listen, he said go and sin no more. You ain't got no business talking about nobody's past. I want to say that again for you church religious folks. You ain't got no business talking about nobody's past. Jesus said to go and sin no more. If it were good enough for Jesus, it should be and it is good enough for you. Quit talking about the things that has happened. Let's look forward to what will happen and praise what's going to happen. Anyway, Jesus, he didn't discriminate. He revealed himself to all people from all walks of life. It did not matter. I remember the song we used to sing when we were in children's church. Red and yellow, black and white. They are precious in his sight. Jesus loves the little children of the world. He did not discriminate. He revealed himself to all walks of life, to all people. He revealed himself to friends, to relatives, and to guests at the wedding, the religious leaders, the authorities, the scholars, the sinful outcasts. Jesus knew that I am the answer for everybody from every social walk of life, from every, from every ethnic background, from, from whatever it may be, from the lowest of low to the high of high, I am the only way, the truth, and the life, and that no man... No man can come to the Father but by me. And I'm going to reveal myself to any and everybody. The church folk need to get that in their head. It does not matter if you wear... I don't like suits. Y'all know that. I don't like ties. I don't even... Again, I'm wearing one just for y'all. And that makes some church people mad, but I don't really care. I, listen, Jesus did not care who you were. He cared that you knew who he was. I feel like getting up on my hind legs today and preaching a house. <laughs> I feel like it. I might need a chloroseptic spray after this thing, but it's okay. But he's still the Savior to all people from all walks of life. And I don't know why in the world we church people think we have to pick and choose who can hear that. It don't matter. It don't matter. It don't matter. Jesus revealed himself to all people. So then he returned to Jerusalem because he desired to do the will of the Father. The Old Testament law commanded, and he hadn't yet fulfilled the law, the Old Testament law commanded that all men make a pilgrimage to Jerusalem to celebrate the feast. He came to fulfill the law, not to abolish or take it away, but to fulfill the law. He had not yet. So the wonderful thing about the Savior is that he was faithful to obey the commandments of his Father as given in the Scripture. So he even told his accusers in John chapter 6 verse 38, he told them that, that I am come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent. This is Jesus talking. We need to listen. Let's let this sink in today. It ain't about us. It's about doing the will of the Father. Not my will, but yours be done. It's about doing what He desires, and it's saying what He desires, and loving like He desires, and being who He desires us to be. Even when people turn their back on you, we, we want to lay hands on them in the wrong way, but we can't do that because we have to say, never, just like Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. So it was during this time he returned to Jerusalem on the Sabbath and he healed the man at the pool. And, and this was a miracle, but 
It wasn't celebrated. It was controversial. I want to tell you the gospel is controversial. Jesus is controversial. The cross is controversial. The gospel is controversial because it ain't going to always make you feel good. We've said it, and I'll say it again. The truth will make you free, but it's going to offend you first. And I ask this question a lot. When's the last time the gospel has offended you? And if you say it's been a long time, I'm going to say you ain't been in it much. It's offended me this, this past week. <laughs> what do you mean, offended you? It, 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 listen, the Holy Spirit checked me. What are you doing, son? Well, what are you doing? I'm not talking about... Listen, we're people. The Holy Spirit, if you desire Him to change you and create in you a, new, a clean heart, a new heart, He will. And He'll bring things up to you that you might not even realize or know or, or be aware of, but He will. Listen, don't be praying for Him to create a clean heart in you and you not desire to change because you're going to change. All of us. None of us are perfect. None of us are perfect. Anyway, it was he 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 did. There was a miracle. It was controversial. It was not celebrated. The religious folks had distorted the day, the Sabbath day, into a day of rest. Christ Jesus is your rest. Jesus Christ is your rest. I remember growing up. Uh, when I grew up, I I grew up in a little old town, Ranlow. We y'all know that. But nothing was open on Sunday. And I didn't know. I mean, I was always taught, you can't work on Sunday. You can't do nothing on Sunday. We ate. We played football and, and, and went in the woods or whatever when we were kids. You can't do Listen, uh, I, I, I understood what they were telling me, but I also understand that your rest is not found in a day. It is found in Jesus Christ. He fulfilled the law. He is the Sabbath. He is the day. He is your rest. So if you have to work on Sunday, I ain't mad at you, and you ain't going. If somebody tells you that, tell them to find out and read the Bible. But anyway, they were mad because the, the, the Sabbath was, not, was to be a day of inactivity. But Jesus said in verse 17, My father worketh hitherto, and I work. So he was letting them know I'm equal. They were mad because Jesus dared to tell the man to rise, take up your bed and walk. Didn't it like church folk to get mad when somebody gets blessed? And I've been praying for that for 10 years and it ain't happened. And they just walk right on up in here and it just happened. <laughs> the Lord's time and that's a part of His will. Celebrate with them. Thank you, Jesus. I've struggled with this thing all my life, and they just walk on down here and just, hey, it's all right. He's still God. The religious folks say it's not lawful for you to take up your bed, to carry your, it's not lawful for you to do that. And here's what I love. The response of a man who had been passed by nearly his entire life. For 38 years, he laid there. He knew, Jesus knew who these people were, and, 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 but guess what? He didn't care. This impotent, this man, he knew who these people were. They were asking him these questions, but guess what? He didn't care either. 
Because in, 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 in perspective or reality, I'm the one who's been on the porch. I'm the one who's been impotent. I'm the one who's been ill and all those things. For 38 years, I've waited for this moment, and I don't care who you are and what you're saying to me. I'm telling you, and, and I'm going to put it in my words, you asked me the first time, I don't even know his name, but I know he touched me. I know he touched me, and I know that I've been changed, and, 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 and we know that he, he later he goes on to say, it is Jesus who made me whole. So, he who made me whole is the same who said unto me, Take up your bed and walk. This is what he said to man. And, he, and here's a man who didn't know Jesus, but he did obey what he said. My Lord. See, we church people, and, and, and I'm, I'm, talking, I'm talking the whole church. I'm not just talking about late. I'm talking about the church. Baptist, Pentecostal, Pentecostal holiness, Pentecostal third day holiness, whatever we want to call ourselves. I'm talking to the whole church. We say we know Jesus, but we don't want, want to really obey Jesus. Because when you're asking for guidance, and you're asking, and you're praying for wisdom, and you're seeking direction in your life, He will lead you. And it may be in a place or a direction that you don't think you should go. All of a sudden, what we're doing when we, we take on that mindset, we go back into Galatians 2, we're frustrating the grace of God. He desires to change us and lead us and guide us. He told this man, rise, take up your bed and walk. So the world tells the addict to go to this 12-step program or, or the mentally distressed to seek a, a, a psychiatrist and, and to take some pills or they tell the hopeless just to find their place in life. But Jesus didn't tell any of that. Jesus said, will you be made whole. We all got advice to give. I mean, you, you, you can ask me and you can ask somebody else and you're going to get two different uh, uh, whatever opinions. I was about to say advices, but I, didn't, I knew that didn't sound right. <laughs> but Jesus didn't give advice. He asked a question, will you be made whole? In other words, do you have faith that you can be made whole? That you Will you be made whole is what I'm asking you. Or are you content with laying on the porch and complaining about everybody else stepping in front of you? Are you content with just laying here in life and watching somebody else get the blessing? Are you content with that? I want to tell you, I'm going to... I'm going to say, and this ain't me, I'm going to give credit where it's due. Brother Torrance Nash, who's coming in in August, and I, I pray that Mario, his brother, can come with him. But he said, for when we were down at IYC, he said, you let them know that trouble's coming. The waters have been troubled. Hello. The, the waters have already been stirred. I don't know what we've been waiting on. I can tell you what we've been waiting on. We've been waiting for some man to do something for us that man can't do. See, Jesus said, will you take up or will you be made whole? Rise, take up your bed and walk. Specific instructions. Simple instructions with no hidden message. Will you be made whole? Whatever your answer is. Rise, take up your bed and walk. He didn't say to a dance or, or, or three 
blackberries or, or even go get in the pool. He said, arise, take up your bed and walk. The question this morning is have a definitive answer. And see, what we desire is to be persuaded into believing it's possible. I believe that anything is impossible, or not impossible, anything is possible for God. Anything. Anything. We know that church, that, 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 a, that a lawyer took a lawsuit toward or for whatever uh, a Friday, and, and, and the judge didn't make a final decision that Friday, but yesterday he made a decision. Listen, that's a huge deal. That's a huge, I'm going to be quite frank and honest with you, we were going to come in here regardless. Just because we know how to interpret and have read the order. But praise God that a judge stepped in and he now I, I wasn't worried about it then, but definitely now you maybe that maybe it was to ease some of you guys' minds. But anyway, he gave them specific instructions. We said Pacific instructions and ran low. I'm trying to correct myself. Specific instructions and uh, and, and it had a had a had a, had no hidden message, and, and and again, he didn't say carry your bed to the pool or or, or any. He, he, just take rise, take it up, and, and get out of here. Walk. See, this was a man of hopeless misery who had laid with other impotent folk who were blind, halt, and withered, and and they could do nothing to save themselves. They this is this is the state we find ourselves in. We fool our own selves because we're walking around fine and, and, and feeling okay and, and physically we're, we're, we're okay, but spiritually you're a train wreck. And, and, and the charades don't work with the Lord, okay? It, it, we can try to fool, we can fool everybody, but I'm going to promise you one thing, you cannot and will not outsmart the Holy Spirit. And the moment that you begin to push away the convicting power of the Holy Spirit, you, uh-oh, watch out. Because it's easy to do it. No, it ain't easy to do it, but it becomes easier and easier because you're, you're, you're being dulled and, 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 and hardened. But they, they could do nothing to save themselves. They knew it. They needed a man. They needed somebody to carry them, to put them in. This, is, this, this man, even if he saw the water stir, he couldn't get to them. He couldn't get, to, he couldn't put himself in the water. See, we, want, we, we church folk, we want to tell, oh, just do it. Just do what? To the folks that are not saved, to the people that are bound, that are addicted, that, that are tied up and, and just chained up, you just, just do it. Let me tell you something. How long did it take you to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ? Sometimes it's easy for us just to say, just do it. But let me tell you, in reality, are we willing? Church people, are we willing to, if we have to, to help carry them? I'm not, it ain't your to carry, but I'm talking about help encourage and love. The world is full of hopeless, hopelessness just like we read about and we read about and and people are hoping for something and jumping at anything that looks good. Anything. Anything that looks good, people jump at. And if you put Jesus on it, church folks is all over it. Woo-wee! 
I don't know why I began to think about a guy who used to work for me. His name was Emmanuel de Jesus Amaya. And I was like, ain't no way I'm making this dude mad. <laughs> it's, it's Jesus to Jesus, and I'm no way I'm making him mad. But I don't know why I thought of it. Is that right, Melissa? I don't know if that's right or not. It sounds right to me. But anyway, we, we slap Jesus on something, and we think it's okay. Let me tell you again, I want to I reiterate a point that we've made before. Stop looking for what you like and ask the Holy Spirit to let, let my spirit bear witness. Let my spirit bear witness. See, the world is, again, full of hopelessness, and they can't put themselves in there. They're jumping at anything that looks good. And I want to tell you, you don't need a pool when you know the physician. You don't need a pool when you know the physician. He'd been waiting for a, for a person or a man to take him up uh, when it was faith and belief is what it, was what it needed or what he needed. He didn't know Jesus, but yet he obeyed what he said. We call ourselves born-again believers, blood-bought and fired up and whatever we want to say we are. But we fail many times to obey what he says. We, we come to church and we, we or, or be in your car or outside or in here, wherever it may be, and, 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 and when, I, when I was growing up, it seemed like I didn't understand the conviction of the Holy Spirit. It, it, I, I, it's, listen, I can't, I'm not to condemn you. Romans 8 and 1 tells you that there is therefore now no condemnation. I'm not preaching a message of condemnation, but I do pray that the Holy Spirit convicts and draws. The tugging and the pulling isn't because of what's being said, it's because of who is pulling and tugging. The Holy Spirit. So he, he didn't know, but he obeyed what he said. And, and when the religious folk questioned him, he knew, guess what? I ain't backing down. I'm not backing down this time. There's Christians who will rise that will take up their bed, but then they will let society keep them from walking. Why? Because you shouldn't have, you shouldn't, you can't. You're not good enough. I know what you did 10 years ago. Well, so what? I want to tell you something. The mat's rolled up and it's under your arm, not for you to stand there. But to, listen, you weren't saved to sit there. You were saved, Summer says it, to be sent. Rise, take up your bed, and there were specific instructions not to stand there and say, Look, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed. Rah, 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 rah. Walk. And if somebody asks you what happened to you, good, it's a perfect opportunity for you to tell them about Jesus. It's a perfect opportunity to tell them about the man that changed your life. Jesus went to a place where few people would go. To a place where people were hopeless and all of the people there out of all the people there, Jesus went to this man. He went to him and he, and he spoke to him. And in verse 6, he saw him and he knew he'd been this way for a long time. He said to him, will you be made whole? If you go to Luke 12, verses 6 through 7, 
It says, Are not five sparrows sold for two farthings, and not one of them is forgotten before God? But even the very hairs on your head are all numbered. Fear not, therefore, you are of more value than many sparrows. Don't find it surprising out of all the people in the world, and I've asked myself this question, Lord, why me? Out of all the intellectual people and the, the intelligent people and the more qualified people, Lord, why me? Because He cares and He loves me. He loves me. He knows He knew the situation. He knows your situation. He knows what you're going through. He knows your pain. He knows your sorrow. He knows your suffering. He knows your turmoil. He knows your schemes and your plans. Uh-oh. He knows what we're planning. But your plan better check out with him. It's not going to work out too good for us. The question is this. Whatever you, if you're planning something. I don't even know why I'm saying this, but if, if that's the case, will you be whole and say, Lord, not my will, but yours be done. Sometimes we get our wants and his will very confused. Y'all know what I want. I want an F-350, about a 12-inch lift. Woo-hoo! Rolling coal. <laughs> uh, if y'all, I'm a little redneck that happens to be called to preach, so just don't worry about me. But anyway, my want is not his will, so I drive a, uh, they call them dent. <laughs> and we're going to leave that alone. <laughs> Sawyer thought he'd personalize it for me and put a redneck sticker down my windshield, and I was like, I, I'm probably going to have to take that off. <laughs> But anyway, our will, his will and our want is not always the same thing. We need to be seeking his will and not our want. But the question is this, will you be made whole? That's his question to you, will you? Well, you don't know what I'm going through. And I, listen, I'm not making light of what you're going through. It don't matter. Nothing is impossible for him. Well, you haven't been in my shoes. I don't have to be in your shoes to know that still nothing is impossible for him. You haven't been in my shoes. Well, you don't have to be in my shoes to know that nothing is impossible for him. The question is not what made you impotent, what made you worry, what made you lay on the porch, why have you stayed on the porch? The question is, will you be made whole today, right now? Will you rise up and take up your bed and walk? That's the question. And we, listen, we can't be blaming it on, on my, my grandmother or my aunt or my uncle or my past or my, my family or, or, or my bloodline or any. The question is this, will you be made whole? The excuses, the blame game, the pointing fingers and all that stuff. Listen, let it stop today. It don't matter. Rise is to assume an upright position, especially from lying, kneeling, or sitting, to take up, to get into one possession by force. Take up. Take it up. Take it up. Your bed, your mat, your mat of misery, your place of comfort even. It don't have to be a place of misery. It can be a place of comfort. Because a, a lot of the problem with the church today is the church is complacent because they're comfortable. 
Oh, well, maybe not in the last six weeks because we've been forced to go outside. But I love it outside. Huh? Hey, well, I promise you we will have service again outside. We will. And walk, advance, to travel by proceeding steps. Understand that He is. You ain't, it ain't got to be, you remember Mother May I, the, the, the giant steps. And the, it could be baby steps. And Man, I was always so mad at my brothers when we played Mother May I. And I never understood why that's my brother Mother May I. But we, we played anyway. I always had baby steps. And my other brothers got to take giant steps. I was like, this, it's rigged. But anyway, it, it don't matter. As long as you're walking. Baby steps, giant steps, frog leaps, mountain climbers, whatever they may be, inchworming, it don't matter. As long as you're moving, as long as you're traveling, because He is Jehovah Jireh, your provider. He is, He is Jehovah Rapha, your healer. He is Jehovah Nisi, your victory banner. He is Jehovah Titzkin, your righteousness. He is Jehovah Rohi, your good. He is Jehovah Shema, the Lord who is present with you. You can carry that or you can't carry that. I don't have to carry it because God has it for me. <laughs> I've waited and waited and waited and waited and waited. And no man, nobody, no man, no how can ever deliver me. This is what Paul was found himself who who shall, who can, who will deliver me from this body of death? I'm tired of doing what I don't want to do. I want to do right, but I can't do it. I, I just, who's going to deliver me from me? He's here. He's here. Rise, take up your bed and walk. So I won't stop. Why? Because Jesus, He is the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end, the author and the finisher of my faith. The Word tells me that He is the bright and morning star, the rose of Sharon, the lily in the valley. He's the bread of life, the comforter, the consuming fire, the creator, the door, the everlasting God. That He's the, the great shepherd, the guide, the holy one. He is the I am. The just one, the king of kings, the lamb of God, the light, the lily of the valley. I wish somebody knew who he was today. The living water, the Lord of all, the Lord of lords, the master, the Messiah, the mighty, the only begotten son. That he is the prince of peace, the redeemer, the truth, the wonderful counselor. That's who told me to rise, take up my bed and walk, so I'm not going to stop. You're the religious guy, the one who said can't happen. The one says that I can't do it, but the great I am said right. My God, I wish somebody in this place understood who's telling you to rise today. Jason Collins is not telling you. He is calling you by your name to rise, take up your bed and walk. Oh, to move, to travel. You can choose to lay you can you choose to lay on your misery, but don't you whine and complain because he's telling you today to rise. Don't be mad at your neighbor when they rose or they rose and took up their bed and walked. Well, I like laying on this mat of misery. Sometimes people do. Some people just like to be miserable. But misery loves company, and I ain't joining. 
I ain't coming to your house. You can choose to lay at the pool and see your blessing go. Or look at it. Man, I don't want to just look at it. I want to experience it. I mean, that would be like, man, I'm going to give you a thousand bucks. Woo, okay. And I'm just going to look at it. That looks good. I'm going to go receive it. But I want to tell you something. He'll give you something. A million bucks came by. A gazillion. If a gazillion's a number, it's a number today. If a gazillion dollars, it still can't buy it. He's going to give you peace, joy, comfort, healing. He'll give you rest for your weary soul. He will stick close to you. How dare we have the nerve to ask God for deliverance and refuse to walk in it? How dare we ask Him for anything and we refuse to believe that He is? You've asked God for, for, for years. Lord, deliver me. He wants to, but will you walk in it? It's not Him, it's us. We don't like this because it, it, it exposes. We're all, I'm talking, me too, I'm talking to me. I'm the problem, not him. I, I'm preaching to me. Jason, you are the issue. This is why, this, we've got to bring ourselves back to, and I know we go here, it seems like we come back to this place all the time. This is David. This is why he had a, 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 a heart after God. Because he didn't say, change any of them. God, create in me a clean heart. <coughs> Renew a right spirit in me. Not anybody, do it in me, Lord. So we have the answers, but we avoid the challenge to get the results. Many know the way, but they won't leave. Yesterday we went to Ricky and Nicole's house. They live up there. It's beautiful. I love it where they live. But uh, they live up in Jonesville, and, 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 and I had it pulled up in my GPS and I knew the way because it was telling me. But guess what? I'd never got there if I wouldn't have started driving. You know the way. The way is Jesus. He said it. I am the way, the truth, and the life. But if you refuse to leave your place of comfort or misery, whichever one it may be, then don't complain about it. It almost seems that Jesus was yelling at the man who seemed to be uh, internally confused. Do you want to be made whole? Rise, take up your bed and walk. I want the singers and musicians to come. This man was looking for something that he didn't need. He was looking for the water to be troubled. Jesus asked the question, do you want to be made whole? You don't need the water. You don't need man to carry you to the water. Let me tell you, you guys, you don't need man because man can't do for you what Jesus can. Y'all remember that old song, Can't nobody do me like Jesus. Can't nobody do me like the Lord. I don't know if they sing that word English is proper, but we sing it down here in the South. 
Quit looking to man to help you advance and look to Christ. Look to Jesus Christ and Him crucified. That work that's already been finished. Because it's because of the shed blood of Jesus that troubled the water. <laughs> oh, my, my, my. Get off the cot. Get off the bed. Rise. Take up your bed and walk. And I want to know today. And if you're not caught, that's, that's your call. Use your judgment. Use your wisdom. Use whatever. But if there's anyone in this place, I want you to stand. But I, if there's anybody in this place, that will take up their bed and walk. If you feel comfortable with whatever, I want you to, just a, a sign of surrender. Lord, I, I'm taking it up. I, I'm carrying it. I come to you, Lord, today. I surrender all. Come today and let him touch you. Let him heal you. Let him deliver you. Let him minister to you, in you, and through you today.
over these last several weeks, six weeks. For some, it's been seven or eight. But un it's sad, heartbreaking. There's a lot of churches had to close for good. They had to. Thank you guys. I want to say again, thank you guys. Thank you who watch for being faithful to sow in and support. Who understands that lights and air condition and those things aren't free yet. but thank you and I didn't say all that to lead up to offering that they didn't what it's about but I just want to say at the bottom of our heart thank you thank you thank you thank you there's been a great anticipation I know Wayne is there's a great anticipation today is the actually the first it's crazy since March 15th we we opened the doors to our Yadkinville campus. Today is the first day that they were able to have service with the doors open with zero restriction as far as whatever. <laughs> so I know the Lord's doing a marvelous and miraculous work up in Yadkinville. We thank God for what He's doing there and here. But we always say it, we believe it, we stand on it, and we've been saying it first. 
The best is yet to come. <laughs> so if you want to come, we're not going to come to you, drop your offering in the plate, then, then do so. If you pay it out there on the square, that's fine. But we love you guys. Tonight, 6 o'clock, we will have service again. Uh, and we'll also be live if you're watching. But tonight at 6 o'clock, we'll see you soon. Be blessed.